I'm concerned. And that's a good thing. My problem is that I'm concerned about working out what to be concerned about. I don't have all day to lavish on my upsetting thoughts, and not that concern must always be negative. Like criticism, it too can be positive. Come to that, so can the news. The news, though, may have started the rot. Something has to be considered to be newsworthy for it to have any time on air, paper, web or sound broadcast systems, and the way such consideration is made is determined by how much money can be raised by people watching the news. I cover my reasons of saying why that's true often enough. I also say currently, and I give an explanation of the dangers as well as the real uses of money, which I believe will soon end, somewhere and sometime else too. If I've not done that already, and on a podcast like this, but but anyway, uh, ramble uh, abated. News is only news if it ranks on the scale of one, both or more, of the following. Danger or novelty. On a light news day, novelty gets headline billing. But if a person or activity is about to change suddenly or can be thought of as important, which means the same as bad far too often, then that gets top spot. Definitions are incredibly important. I define important here to mean has a great effect or influence that changes things. Now, that change in things could be seen as being good or bad. Sadly, here again, a definition has to be decided and agreed on, or the subject matter of this piece should be lost, obscured or misinterpreted. And that is the problem I started out with. OK, I began by talking about the meaning of the term concern. That version of a word has different connotations when it's used in a sentence such as I am concerned about your bad behaviour or I am only be concerned for your safety. Again, it's different in this business is a going concern and again, this is an ongoing concern. And how about I'm not concerned, go away or I don't want to be concerned. Context is everything, is it not? How do we decide what to be concerned about, then? The answer must depend on your intended use of the terms used in the question. Are you looking out for good things or bad things? I'll try not to chase the words good and bad down their own respective rabbit holes quite now. Uh, You can do that yourself. The roots are similar to those above. Positive attitudes are needed, that's my thinking. At least it is now that I've got that lot off my chest. What I want to talk about next is framed, put into context by, the way I form my definitions. Context is indeed everything. I think that's my real point. I was goaded into starting this piece by two talks I saw on YouTube. I select my stories for the suggestions the YouTube algorithm sends me with some care. Oddly, I do this automatically. I don't find myself checking the validity of my choices. I know what I trust, at least I know what I have trusted so far. I do, however, continually check that decision, also automatically. On on top of that, I add to my list of trusted sources and occasionally add an interesting subcategory to my information input. That said, I saw two conflicting stories today about the safety of 5G. Right, maybe this is what I'm really talking about. Possibly. Is 5G safe? 
No, it's not quite the issue, although it does play a part. My point is, how can I tell if 5G is safe when my trusted sources conflict? I do have an answer, and that is that I must check the context of the informational sources. I must include, within that context check, an idea of the viewpoint held by the provider of the information reported by my trusted sources. I must consider the paradigm which they hold and examine how they create their views and who pays them. This is not an easy task. It can no longer be automatic. I have to actually think about it. What a pain. I just want to be entertained by information. I get my kicks from learning about new stuff that I can expect will make me even happier in the future. Or better, the present. If I'm not happy at at that moment, then I may be looking for catharsis. And a good reason to feel terrible, making my mood not my fault. And then, when I feel better, once the guilt is lifted, I can move on to trying to fix the problem. 5G, (laughs) yes. Some people say it's totally safe and give good technical reasons why. They back up their thinking with historical data and debunk with equal assurance reports that say otherwise. Often the argument comes down to definitions. For example, banner headlines may say 5G causes cancer and do so to get you to buy the periodical that you see holds the easy-to-spot banner headline. Often this is called clickbait online these days. The proprietors don't care particularly if the reader goes on to examine the accompanying article's text. But if they do read on, and if the intention of the media mogul concerned is anti-5G, which it could be, for example, if they lose sales due to mobile phone use, then a careful choice of wording in the body of the article is employed. If an outright lie is included, then there may be a sales hit. Possibly, though, a lie could get greater coverage than the truth or advertising budget could manage. But that is a rant for another time. Here I refer to the use of percentages and non-referenced numbers. Take, for example, a headline I just made up. 5G may cause a 50% cancer rate rise in rats, scientists claim. On first reading, this may sound frightening, but let's pull this apart. Putting aside the experimental conditions under which the rats may have been exposed, the strength of the signal, the length of exposure, the proximity to the source of the beam, etc., a big point is 50% of what? Never will such an article go into the detail of how many times a rat might get cancer when 5G is not around. And so a 50% extra of that unknown number has no meaning at all. If, say, one in a hundred rats got the big C in a year when no 5G was around and 50% more got it when 5G was turned on, then we would have some solid figures to go on. We would know that one and a half rats got ill in every hundred. If it was one in a million, a 50% rise would only mean one and a half rats in a million. That's still a 50% increase. You can play with these numbers for ages. Also, no scientist will ever claim anything. They may offer supporting evidence for a theory or put forward one, but they would never claim they have unearthed a fact as such. To do so would not be science. Further, may cause does not mean does cause. I could go on, but the point is sound enough and I for one have heard it before. 
there is a debate going on in the House of Commons at the moment. Today is, was, when I wrote it, a Saturday. This almost never happened before. The main problem there is also the meaning of terms. My main point, the difficulty of establishing facts. Do facts actually exist or are they just the fixed opinion of some point of view that decides not to change? Carved in stone is an exact issue of that. Deciding that something is a fact stops any advance or change in any aspect of our humanity. Deciding you are right, deciding that I am right, concerns me.